sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to another Sunday and we are in studio and uh, it is me, Renata Daniel, one half of the Spooky Sunday duo. Anne is not joining us tonight. She's taking a little bit of respite, but we have Cousin Steve with us. Hello. How are you? Hi, Cousin Steve. How are you? I'm fantastic, Renata. How are you? I am fine. We're going to work out how those headphones work for you in a minute. Just a little bit of drama in the studio. It's okay. That's all right. We love fresh drama. It keeps us on our toes. That's right. That is correct. On our tippy, tippy, tippy toes. So, um... Yeah, uh, we are here. We, we have here. some fabulous stories. We've got some great music. And uh, we have just returned, or I have just returned from Dubbo. Dub Vegas, baby. Dubbo. We spent the weekend, or we spent yesterday, last night, at Old Dubbo Jail. And we had uh, an amazing time. It's it always was, a good time. It was brilliant. Um, we had a full house, so it was a sold-out event. And, um, of course, we did investigations there at Old Dubbo Jail, and it was just great. We had a great bunch of people in. Uh, we actually got to meet a couple of our lovely followers. Um, we met India Mara. Hello. Um, and, actually, he was the first one through today with um, a message for us. Um, and he says that last night at Dubbo was one of the most enjoyable nights I've ever had with my clothes on. Oh, okay. Thanks for being in, uh, thanks for an awesome time. Well, thank you for sharing with us. <laughs> absolutely. Bringing people closer. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful time. <clears throat> so, yes. Um, and uh, here we are back again, uh, ready for a new week. Did you do anything special on the weekend? I did nothing. What I, I lie. Actually, no, we did. Maitland Jail on Friday. Oh, yes. We had Maitland Jail on Friday. Yes. I was, that was going to be my weekend off, remember? Mm-hmm. But then it's all good. We did walk it. We did some, we had some interesting, um, yes, interesting guests the last couple of Maitland Jails. We've, they seem to be bringing the ex inmates out of the woodwork. They, they're they coming back to visit and I think it's really interesting stories. for, yeah, it's really interesting for us when they can validate the stuff that we've been told mm-hmm. and, um, they can they go back and find where where they spent their time mm-hmm, and tell mm-hmm. us some very very interesting stories about yep. what it was like to be in there and the people that they were with and yep. the facts and the fiction and all that yep. kind of stuff. And yep. Yeah, it's, it's quite rewarding, it I, is. I find, when yeah. there. Um, these two um, gentlemen were actually uh, in A-Wing yes. when they were very, very young, mm. very young. So they could actually tell us about um, what the cells look like and um, their experiences and, and all of that. So it was really good to get it from their perspective. And while you are away, we had a gentleman who was in B-Wing. Right. Back in the day when there was no running water. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So in the early, early, early 70s, he said. Yep. So yeah. 
These yes. guys were from the 70s there as well. There you go. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the era. But yeah. it's, it, it's very interesting for them to come back. And I wonder how that must feel. Yes. To come back and, you know, see the place as it is and how it stacks up to their memory. Yeah. 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 Very, very interesting. Mm. Now, I have some news of the week. I've actually got kind of two news of the week this week. Are you full of articles, Renata? I I am. I am. I'm full of articles. Uh, And uh, this first one here is about a house that is so haunted that the owners actually refused to step back in the front door once they left. So, of course, this comes from the UK. We're all fantastic paranormal stories come from us all the haunted most haunted ghosties are there absolutely and uh this is uh all about alan and christine tate who lived in their haunted home for 11 years until the screaming and the bizarre noises were enough to make them pack their bags and leave oh that was it can't cope with it any longer can't deal. Now, they, um, in June uh, of last year, Christine was making a coffee in her kitchen at the house in Ammonford, Wales. I'm not even going to attempt <laughs> to uh, say the township. You're not, you're because, down on the Welsh? Yeah, no, no, no. All those uh, different vowel sounds. So if you're from Ammonford... That's as far as I'm going to go. But while she was stood over the kettle, I don't like the way they say that. They say that in a past tense. Yes. Why would you stand over the kettle? So they don't say um, she was standing over the kettle. She was stood over the the kettle. Well, she was. She became convinced she could hear strange noises. In the weeks that followed, the couple were disturbed by the sounds of women and children screaming, heavy knocking and men talking in foreign language. Weird. Yeah, Although they had lived in the house for 11 years, within weeks, the couple left and vowed never to return. The couple who moved into a camper van set up recording devices around the house to investigate the noises. It was like a flushing noise that I heard first, Christine told Wales online. Well, she probably does have a toilet, but you know, (laughs) it's a flushing. Make a flushing noise. Sounds like a road trip with Ed every night. You hear a flushing noise when you get to the hotel. I told Alan, told Alan, <laughs> Alan about it, and that I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. He left his phone in the bathroom with the recorder on. Oh. Oh. Uh, to try and pick up the source of the noise, and then he could hear a machine running. We started to record all over the house, and we picked up on the sounds of chains, a motorbike starting, and people screaming. The Tates, both 62, soon realised the noises were subterranean and appeared to be coming from underneath the basement that sits below the kitchen. They even got police round and couldn't find the source of the noise. But Alan was not disturbed. (laughs) Alan's not disturbed or disturbed. You just ask him. No, no. He dug two 1.5 metre channels into the walls and put recording equipment inside. What he found, he said, was horrifying. Asbestos. (laughs) If only. If only. From a woman screaming... Sexual sounds, dogs barking, a motorbike and a car horn. The chilling noises amounted to hundreds of hours of recordings. 
The couple accumulated hundreds of hours of recordings of the different sounds, all which they claim were coming from beneath their house. I know, I repeated myself. That's number one for those playing the game at home. (laughs) I did read through this. (laughs) Yes. The pair now travel around the UK warning others about their ordeal and trying to spread the word about what's going on in Ammonford. Well, apparently no one knows what's going on in Ammonford. It's too hard to say Ammonford. That's right. It's like Bamf. <laughs> Hundreds of people have been in touch with us, oh. they said, and agreed that this needs to be properly looked at. Wow. Now, all I really want is an explanation, says Alan. Why are there people screaming? There must be something going on. We have placed microphones all over the place because we wanted to prove or disprove what we were hearing. Were these noises coming from the main road? Were they coming from a park? We put microphones at the front of the house, at the back of the house, inside and out and in the basement. You wouldn't want to fart, would you? No, I know. Can't do have peace anywhere. The devices we left in the basement picked up the screaming and other noises. The other devices, which were recording simultaneously, that's a big word, at the front and back of the property, picked up nothing at all. Mm, the couple, at all. At all. Ugh. The couple sent Wales Online a key to the house, but warned reporters uh, would be entering the property at their own risk. Despite being in a busy town centre, the property is hidden down a narrow and lonely alleyway. Mm. The street is filled with shops and other commercial properties, bar one empty building next bah. door that is set up for sale. Could it, oh. could it be in that place there? Or could, they be, could there be something running there that shouldn't be? Who knows? Right. The kitchen sits directly above the now sealed off basement. There is no direct access to the underground space other than down a small hole with nine feet of darkness below it. Although the journalists left a recording device at the edge of the hole for several hours, (laughs) the only sound picked up was them leaving the property. However, the Tates, who recorded inside the walls of the basement rather than above a hole in its ceiling, are adamant something is going on and have set a petition up to demand authorities to investigate further. We want to know. We want to know. So how are they getting in the basement? I don't know. don't know. Okay, interesting. Something's going on here too, I don't know. Weird things are happening (laughs) all around us. They claim police were ignoring their concerns and that this matter needs an urgent full investigation. Local police confirmed it had received correspondence from Alan and officers attended the area in November last year. They did not find evidence of wrongdoing. But the Tates believed there were men, women and children living, sleeping and working underneath the house. Oh, I think the Tates They're little been... gnomes, aren't they? They're little, <laughs> <laughs> little gnomes little that David working the in the gnome. mines. <laughs> working in the mines. On their toes. It's Fraggle Rock down there. Oh. Uh, Alan believed that there were quite a lot of people down there and is concerned it could be connected to people trafficking as well as drug manufacturing. Well, that could be right. The couple refused to return to Ammonford and said they were fearful for their own safety. They would not say where in the UK they currently live and did not want photographs of themselves in the press. We're travelling around the country handing out posters and flyers about what we think is going on, said Alan. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, we want as many people as possible to know about this so that the police 
are urged to carry out more investigation. You would think they'd go next door, honestly. Right. We don't want to go back until the matter has been resolved. No, they might kill you. Mm. <laughs> I think we're dealing with a serious criminal gang here and I think our lives could be in danger if they knew where we were. Ooh. I agree with you, Alan. I, I think you are in danger and I think, you know, it's better off for you not to tell anyone where you are. I'm not sure you should be travelling around the country. And, with you what know, money? I don't know. <laughs> no house, no money. No, no. Let's throw on pamphlets at people. Yeah, maybe it's a YouTube thing. That's maybe like a they're seven on day YouTube. Adventist scored mental. Yeah, maybe they're on YouTube. You never know. know. Mm. Yes. Well. Well. Here we are. Three holes. Well, well, well. Three <laughs> holes in the ground. But so. There's, I love that she, there's people. There's definitely people living there. That's a big jump. Yes. That's a huge jump, that, yes. you know, yeah. human trafficking. What do you think is happening in that place? What What's going on? You send us a message, please, on 040-84886. Text us now and let us know what you think is happening in Ammerford, in that house next door. Now, remember, those people are living there tw- 11 years without an incident occurring and all of a sudden overnight... Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. There is something going on. They are hearing noises. They are hearing motorbikes. They are hearing dogs barking. What? Who's moved in? Maybe a Foley Studios moved in. (laughs) Who's moved in underground? (laughs) Or is it next door? It's the Fraggles. I don't know. Remember Fraggle Rock? They were very busy. Mm. Always mining around. Yeah, there's there's some of those movies that kind of people live in the walls. And people things. live in the walls. People mm. live in the doors. So let us know what you think. Zero four nine zero eight four. Triple eight six, and let us know what yes. you think. Now, if you've joined us, um, you uh, obviously know that I'm talking instead of Anne. Ooh. Oh, she'll kill me. But um, our lovely Anne has taken some days off because um, her father passed last week. And um, of course, at that time, we need to give her some space. Definitely. And so she really didn't feel that it was appropriate to come in today. And um, yeah, I hope you're listening, Anne, or maybe having a sherry. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get extensive notes. Yeah, we will. Of all the things that we've done wrong. Amethyst. 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 Bamford. We love um, it. And if you're listening, send us a message on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. We want to know. Let us know how we're going. Inquiring minds yeah. want to know these things. Uh, and if you want to wish Anne well, send a message zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, and uh, we will read it out. Or if you want to wish us well, you can yeah. do that too. Go right ahead. We love a wish. We love yeah. a well. But I think we'll go to our first song, Ooh. and uh, we'll be back with that. That piece of the evening that I really don't like. Yes, I've been handed the keys. Um, It's going to be amazing. Oh, no. It's going to be amazing. (sighs) So don't go away. We'll be back shortly. Enjoy this song. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And welcome back to the studio. Now, I don't know who has been talking in the background and saying the word fairy. <laughs> I just don't know. 
because it certainly hasn't been asked. No. But there are weird and wonderful things happening in the studio. There are. There are. There are. There is. That was are and is together. Sorry, there are, apparently. See, there you there go. There we go. Oh, it must have been that mock cream we bought that mock cream from, from Dubbo. Dubbo. It's brought oh. us both undone. I tell you what, if you're ever in Dubbo, go to the bakery and uh, get yourself a... Uh, the um, big old pile of mock. <laughs> go a pile of mock cream on a cupcake. It's good oh, for you. Oh, it'll send your blood sugar through oh, the roof, but honestly... Keeps you honest, doesn't it? I know, does, right? It does, it does. Now, of course, if you want to leave a message, please, for Anne, it's 0490843886. I'll read the messages out. Uh, and um, I believe you're going to torture me with... Yeah, look, you thought you were going to get away from uh, it, didn't you, tonight? But yeah. the, the A to Z of mythological creatures must continue. Mm. Must, must, must. We're using the word M a lot, the yeah. letter M. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah. Mm. Don't, let, don't let us stop. Oh, of course yeah, keep, not. But keep going. Know, this, all, this is, we're using one big M word tonight, yeah. but it's not moist. No, it's not. Thank goodness for are, that. They are very Is that moist. a mythological creature, moist? Oh, they, these, what, these mythological <laughs> creatures like to stay moist. Oh, oh. And if you stay moist, you don't have to get moist. Oh, okay. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, we are up to the letter M, and the lovely Miss Anne has forwarded me some information about everyone's favourite mythological M word. Oh, I so don't like you right now, Anne. Mermaids. Oh, say it again for the people at the back. Mermaids. Whoosh. Are there such things as mermen? Well, there is. Because so mm-hmm. for those of us that are, I don't know, who doesn't know what a mermaid is? But anyway, mermaids are mythological creatures, obviously, of folklore, an aquatic creature with the head and upper body of a female human and the tail of a fish because the other way around would be too weird. <laughs> That is true. Oh, that's true. That is. Imagine that's, that's true. beautiful I don't gills. want to see the bottom bit. No. No. <laughs> no, no one wants to much, see that. Too much fish involved already. <laughs> but did you know how well spread, oh, speaking of, <laughs> don't stop mermaid there. law is? No. Mermaid law is not only a Western European thing. Mermaids can be found in medieval literature, folklore in Britain and Ireland, Scandinavian folklore, Byzantine and Ottoman Greek folklore. My goodness. Stories from Eastern Europe. They go back Chinese so far. Uh-huh. folklore, Korea, Japanese, Indian folklore, Southeast Asia, Polynesia, Africa, Arabian folklore, American folklore. There's mermaids everywhere. There are. There are mermaids everywhere. They are usually associated with um, perilous events such as floods, storms, shipwrecks and drownings. Oh, I didn't realise they were associated with floods. Well, see, there's a bit of a crossover Mm -hmm. between a mermaid mermaid and a siren. Mm -hmm. Now, a siren is originally bird-like in appearance, Mm -hmm. but... As happens when Western culture gets involved, you know, they get a little bit of a cross mingling. <laughs> and the sirens of Greek mythology yes. in the Christian era that were oh. half bird like became oh. half fish. Oh. I don't know what that says about the Christians. I don't know. Right? Yeah. But they're also, they can also be reported as being benevolent, offering 
are the beneficent bestowment of boons. And they've been known to fall in love with humans. Oh, well, you I know, mean, of course. We've got the Disney thing happening. We do. Don't and we? it's very, very interesting that we've gone from this creature that's half bird, half fish to this beautiful red hair. Beautiful red hair, but just make sure she's not black because people aren't happy about it. <laughs> people aren't happy about it. That thing cracks ah. me up amazingly because people are so offended about a black man. And I'm like, it's not a real thing. It could be green. It could be yellow. It could be. It could be purple with green with brown spots on it. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't make it black. Don't make her black, please. Really? Yes. But there are, as we were saying, there are male equivalents, Mm -hmm. less less uh, you know widely reported. Mm -hmm. But mermen are out there, and they are believed to coexist with. The mer, the mermaids. I mean, well, they've got to, they've got to have mer babies do have somehow. Mer, do they have Mercedes? <laughs> the Mercedes and the mer babies. They do, and the uh, the colloquial term is mer. Oh, and they drive Mercedes. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Uh-huh. Now, the funny thing is, there is historical accounts. Christopher yes. Columbus, dun, 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 in his exploration of the Caribbean said uh, that he saw mermaids. Now, was it a manatee? Was Christopher Mm. a little too deep in the rum? Mm -hmm. But who knows? Uh, There is no evidence that mermaids exist outside of folklore. But still to this day, there are people saying that they see these creatures. Mm -hmm. Sailors are very superstitious. But you've got got to think, (coughs) it's very interesting that... They continue, even in the modern day. Now, the first reported, like, written accounts, we go back to the 7th century. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something that has been around since, you know, not even Jesus wore shorts. He wasn't even around yet. (gasps) And and they've been still out there. Mm -hmm. And enough interest that there's scientific reports and inquiries into could something like this exist because the oceans are so deep, they're so vast. unexplored. Well, they're looking for Nessie still, aren't they? Well, everything's everywhere. The aliens are down there. There's big oh. squid. You know, there's everything. <laughs> yep. Harold Holt disappeared. <laughs> you never, correct. You never oh. know who's where. Harold could dredging be a, up the past here. Harold could be a mermaid plaything. He could. Sugar dad. What's, what's, the, what's the aqua version of a sugar daddy? I don't know. I don't know. Saltwater taffy daddy. <laughs> That's nice. Mm. So there, uh, there is a little bit of um, primary reasoning as to why mermaids can't physically exist. Yeah. So I'm going to read them. Thermoregulation. So adapting and regulating the temperature of your body. You've got to think the depth of the ocean. Yes. We as humans. Yes. Have to, you know, clothe ourselves, and yes, if you're just if it's you're just naked, down there. if you're just naked, floating around with your boobs out, frosty, frosty times. Maybe the Titanic didn't hit an iceberg; it hit the wrecked mermaid nipple and brought us all down. <laughs> Who could say? It's not after nine Who o'clock yet. Say? I'm just saying, mermaid nipple. That's okay. <laughs> we can say mermaid nipple. Uh, an evolutionary mismatch, of course. I don't know. And reproductive challenges. I was about to say, yes. I don't know who's mating with a mermaid. Yes. How do they go to the toilet? Well, it's little strands, isn't it? We've all had goldfish. <laughs> little strands. 
Right. There's also digestive differences between mammals and fish. Uh-huh. So obviously we eat yes. and digest different ways. Yes, we do. And of course, the biggest one, lack of physical evidence. Every, why let that stand why in the way of the good story? Remember, we do remember, well, for those of us that saw The Greatest Show, and we had the um, quite whitewashed version of, you know, <laughs> of all of that. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. there used to be travelling shows with mermaids. Yes. Where we just sewed together a couple of different things and yep. made it look like other things. Yes, yep. There are, there are always interesting like correlations with still wanting there to be mystery in the world mm-hmm. and and interest and the difference between how it impacts culture. You just have to look at the difference between Disney's The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a complete... 180. We yes. know there's no happy end, happy endings for Hans Christian Andersen. Really? No, she. Um, it's all suicide and blood, and was written because he was in love with with a man that he couldn't have, and it's a it's a big allegory for lost love and and desire. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's very dark. If you read the Real Little Mermaid, well, the Hans Christian Andersen's from 1836, folks. It's not. Singing lobsters and stuff like that, like Disney's version, with mm. the highly romanticised Disney's version. But mm-hmm. look, who doesn't love The Little Mermaid? I don't know. People who just don't understand life, we that, love that would under, be the people. Uh, the people that can't have a little bit of joy. No, that's right. But, you know, I was thinking about this today when I was doing this research. This tells me one thing. What? No matter what decade, generation, year, era, century... Straight men will never say that they got lost. It's the mermaid's fault. Yes. They crashed the boat. Ah, That's true. It's not my fault. That That is true. It had to be that mermaid. She she lured me with her mermaid ways. And they tie them to the... To the the mast. To the mast. And, uh, yeah, and like, don't listen, don't listen. The sirens, don't listen. Don't listen to the siren song. No, you'll get pulled in. And <laughs> pulled in. in, hello, <laughs> and that'll be the end of you. But it's even back in you know the seventh century. No, nah, didn't get lost. Was no, so that fish woman's fault. Yeah, it's always a bloody woman, it's isn't it? A bloody woman. Always. Can't read a map. No, <laughs> can't read it's a bloody map. Don't know where north, south, you've, east, or west you've is. You crashed me ship when I was trying to discover the new world. Yep. What yep. a bitch. Yeah, I know. But I look. It's and yet they put see. them on the front of ships. They do. and it's What's the story very, with that? It's very, I don't know, it's a very celebrated, like, have you seen Mermaid School? There's Mermaid School people in this day and age. Yes, there You can is. go to Mermaid School. And you can buy Mermaid Tales. tales. It's a whole industry. Yes. It's a whole genre. And I think it's, it's as we're saying, very interesting that people still want to find magic. Yes, absolutely. Even though, even this modern world where we, you know, go through COVID and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We want magic. We yes. want it. We still want there to be some kind of mystery, some kind of and romantic mystery. Yes, we want there, there to be things that are unknown. Unknown and sexy mermaids are the way to go. Obviously, oh, I reckon. I not mermaid, mermaid, mermaid. Like Jason yeah. Momoa, yeah, he'd be a male mermaid, oh, wouldn't he? He's he Aquaman. Would. Oh yes, he's, he's got legs though. Oh, I so don't we know care. how he mates. I don't care. <laughs> Constantly, by the sounds of it, Jason. 
Chasing samosa, as my mum calls him. Chasing samosa. <laughs> spicy. He's spicy. Oh, no. But do, I would like to know for the people at home, do they have a favourite mermaid? And is, is it Ariel? Because it's got to be. Everyone's well, favourite Ariel. Do, do people know more than one mermaid? I think there's a lot of mermaids in culture. Like, of course, the biggest one is going to be the Little Mermaid era. But you've got to think... Barbie's been a mermaid, but uh, My Little Ponies have been mermaids. They've been what? Lots, yeah. looks, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, what? ponies. You can't be merponies. You can't be. No, that's too many <laughs> things. Is, okay. Is there a unicorn, a unicorn? A unicorn. <laughs> a unicorn merpony. Maybe. I don't know. Let's, no, is there, do we have weird. any My Little Pony fans out there? Is there a unicorn merpony? <sighs> I need to know. But if you want to know, there is... Oodles and spoodles and doodles worth of <laughs> mermaid. Yes, right. that's how many. But it's spread all across the world and from cautionary tales to stories of romance to yeah. all this thing, we look to the seas. <laughs> okay. And, and, on, and listen for their song. On that note, we're going to leave you just for a moment mm-hmm. because we're going to play our next song and we will be back now. If you do have a paranormal question... Now is your time to text us on 0490848886 and ask your pressing paranormal question. We or talk be, about mermaids. Who cares? Yeah, we'll be Just right back. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. It is indeed time for Spooky Chat, and um, we did receive one question come through. Oh, thank you, Lisa, <laughs> for that one and only question. <coughs> Pardon me. That's not it. <coughs> now, I want to thank Picolbin Chocolate Company um, for supplying us with some milk chocolate freeze-dried strawberries. Oh, they're good. Oh, my God, they're so good. Thank you, Jodie and Donna. So that is Picolbin Chocolate Company, and we're only saying that because we're still licking our lips. <laughs> She's only eating it for the fruit, she tells me. I'm only eating it for the fruit. <clears throat> got to keep but strong. I've got to suck the chocolate off first to get the strawberry. <laughs> Hello. There you go. There you um, go. So, yes, try their um, chocolate-free, yeah, freeze-dried strawberries. I've had the raspberries as well. I've had raspberries. Oh, the raspberries and the white chocolate are fabulous. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. Okay, let's stop talking <laughs> chocolate. And I'm just going to pass on um, Lisa's question. Now, Lisa asked, whether we have ever used tarot cards uh, during a um, – a paranormal investigation where we've been using our equipment and the answer to that is no no we have not i haven't done that um yeah just haven't haven't crossed the streams i wonder what relevance we would like zero because it seems with the tarot we're 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 reaching out for answers mm-hmm. as you would be with a ouija board or etc yes. etc et yeah so the only the only way to do it would, would be to actually ask a question, shuffle the cards, draw your conclusion from what the cards are saying, and then use the equipment like to a spirit box to try and back it yeah. up. Mm-hmm. 
Could be um, interesting. Could be an could interesting. Could be interesting. Little, Might be a little bit of a thing to try. try. I, I haven't. I do have a question actually because you've been away mm-hmm. and um, while you've been away, the team have been working hard at Maitland Jail and the yes. residents and doing all this thing. And we've been talking amongst ourselves because the majority of us have have been, you know, working at those sites for a while now. We noticed that, and as you've pointed out too, certain experiments will work for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like somebody switches the light off mm-hmm. or they go, oh, not interested anymore. Uh-huh. We're bored. We're bored. And we've we've tried a couple of different things in the last couple of weeks and it seems that we're catching them off guard. Yes. Do you think that they... They realise what we're doing or are they getting... Look, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> over the next couple of months because we are literally going to be living at Maitland Jail. Uh-huh. So it's going to be very interesting to see whether it actually helps and assists um, with communication or whether they do actually get really bored and go, I'm not interested unless you play a different game. It's very funny, even the way that they the spirits will or the energy whatever you want to call it i'm not going to lead you down in any path mm-hmm. interacts with different people mm-hmm. so when Anne is in a wing mm-hmm. it's very different to when one of the other investigations yes. investigators are in a wing and then when i walked in the other night yeah things changed again they're like yep. oh my name started coming through mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff it's like okay so they do pay attention and weird like weird stuff that's specific to Mm-hmm. The, to the investigators that are there mm-hmm. and not stuff that the general public would know sometimes. No. Stuff no. that comes out, you're like, oh, okay, they are listening, mm-hmm. no matter how much we think that they're not coming to play sometimes. Um, interesting, in A-Wing on Friday night, there was a lot of knocking. I told you, right? Uh, <laughs> lots of knocks. Like, lots. Lots of knocks, lots of dragging yes. and footsteps. Yes, yep. Which is not something we have ever really had in there for a mm-hmm. long time. People saw shadows dark shadows. Too. Yep. Which is why we broke out the lights. Mm-hmm. And Jody and Shanae kept saying, we kept getting the light come through, turn off the light, 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 the light, the light. Yep. So <laughs> we upset, upset a few biscuit barrels there. But yeah. I like yeah. that. I like keeping yeah. them on their toes. They make us work hard. So. Yeah. We need to kind of nut out what will kind of really agitate them in the um, shower block. Yeah, they seem to have gone a little bit quiet in the showers these days, but you never know. Sometimes Mm. it just takes the right people in there to get, you know, balls flashing. Right, (laughs) right. Okay, so um, I'm just going to read some of these beautiful messages that were sent through to Anne. and I'll start with India Mara. How are you, my gorgeous man? Uh, my sincere condolences, Anne. You're a trooper. Um, hold on. No, you're a trooper and never acted as anything was wrong last night. Yes, she did come with us to Dubbo. All healing vibes your way and your family is in my family's thoughts. Thank you so much, India Mara. Um, uh, we do have um, Anne who has actually put thanks for your kind words, everyone. It's really appreciated, but I'm going to go on with some more messages. Daniela, sending love to Anne and her family. Much love from Daniela and Zach. Oh, doing a great job, oh. Stephen Moo. Oh, Thank very you, good. Daniela. Thank you, boss. <laughs> um, Maxine, Anne, Mark, and I are thinking of your family. Sorry for your loss. Rest in peace to your father. 
Now, Danielle from Ireland. Hello, our beautiful Irish correspondent. Mermaid figureheads were said to appease the sea and ensure safe return of sailors. There we go. Says Dr. Google. (laughs) And um, we have another phone number here um, ending in 988, if you know who you are. Oh, this is from the Netherlands. This is our beautiful Netherlands listener. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here in Newcastle in our little studio. Spooky Summer has gone international. We have gone international. We have a beautiful listener from the Netherlands. Love and strength to you, and I will light a candle this evening. Oh, thank oh, you. Now, uh, another listener um, whose uh, mobile finishes in 400, sending you all my love and prayers to you and your family. Um, and Susan... Says and Will and I. This is beautiful Susan from Maitland. Hello, oh. gorgeous. Will and I are sending big hugs to you, Roman, and your family at this sad time. You of all people know that your lovely dad has crossed to be alive in the non-physical world. Oh, much love. Now, Lisa, one of my friends bought some very detailed pretty mermaid tails. <laughs> oh. I bet she did. Wow. Oh, and I've got a question. We've got a question. question. Oh, my God, question. How do you feel when you find other people in this industry copying your ideas? Well, um, <laughs> awkward. Imitation is the most It's the most sincere it's form of flattery, right? Yeah, but. yeah, but. <laughs> but. but it, comes from, it comes with a caveat. And, uh, no, look, maybe we'll go into this after the break. <gasps> Cliffhanger. Let's, let's have a song. Let's see the amateurs do that. And, and, then, and then you'll really find out what She's I gonna think about She's going to let me ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to a song. I hope you like this one. Now, don't go away. Don't go away. Come back. Yes. I may have things to say that are of great importance. She might offend someone. It'll be great. Yeah, and maybe you too, Steve. I've always got something to say, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, if you do have any more paranormal questions, we've got another 15 minutes after the song. So 0490 Anything you want to know. Anything you want to know. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And, of course, this evening it is with Anne and Cousin Steve. Yes. Oh, not Anne. I mean me. You're Renata. Me, that's right, me, Renata. She's disassociated. <laughs> that's what happens when you go to Dubbo. Oh, She's blocking it out. my altar. See, you don't you don't even know we're the same person, Anne and, <laughs> Anne and I. Um, oh, dear. Yes, I'll slip into my other altar. Yes. Oh, I'm back. Sybil. Yes. <laughs> Sybil, I need to speak to Sybil. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, cool. Um, so the question before the break was, um, how do you feel when you find other people in the industry copying your ideas? In Australia, the industry, if you're talking about the paranormal industry, and let's call it an industry it for is. those that are working solidly in it, um, it would be very easy to find people who are doing the same thing because it's so limited. You know, it's limited here with um, places where we can go and actually do tours or events um it's limited with um the knowledge that is coming through into australia um although we're pretty much on par if not even a little bit further along than some of the other places in the world um 
So, you know, it's eventually going to happen. I guess what's really hurtful is when it happens right in your face. Yeah, under your, yeah. Under your or nose. Or behind your back. Or behind your back. That's when it's really hurtful yeah. because there are always many different ways of people doing things um, and there's kind of the right way and then there's the sleazy way. And, you know, when you find that a lot of time has been given to someone to train them um, and help them grow uh, and then they turn around and and people are going to do that. They're going to grow and they're going to say, but but I want to do this too. That's the whole reason of coming along and, yeah. and learning and everything. Uh, but if you're open with that and you go, this is what I actually want. I want to learn because I want to do this. Yeah. Then that's different than I want to learn and become your best friend and um, all of a sudden disappear and the next thing you know, they've... I think transparency is important in any industry. As, and as you were saying, it is an industry, for want of a better word. Absolutely. at the end of the day, you are providing a service for people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, people forget when they get wrapped up in the, in the excitement of it all and, you know, the, the, the mystery solving, mm -hmm. that it is a business at the end of the yes. day. And it's feeding, it, it's feeding the family. Feeding, yeah, feeding families and it's people's reputations that are attached to these mm -hmm. things, despite egos and mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. And I think from my experience in my industry, in the performing arts industry, that kind of, you know, brushes with this. Yeah. You've got to find like-minded people yep. that are transparent mm -hmm. in their like-mindedness and that can take your guidance and your correction and also you've got to be open to suggestion as well and mm -hmm. find out how things work mm -hmm. so a group of people can be cohesive and then use that passion and that education to do the job better mm -hmm. and make it better as opposed to just regurgitating what you're seeing other people do and expect the same results. Yes. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons we go overseas is to go to different places and exactly. see what other people are doing. There may be some brilliant ideas that we can, could utilise. You can see it in, in tours, in places do tours multiple times a week, yes. year in, year out. It's a well-oiled machine and mm -hmm. no matter... What it is, those guides can pivot yes. and cater to cater mm -hmm. to the needs of the people that are on the tour. Whether mm -hmm. whether some people are like we like our tours, some yep. people come in our tours, they want to get scared. That's yep. that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the investigation. They mm -hmm. want something scary to happen. Mm -hmm. They want a, they want a voice. They want to be touched. So no matter what evidence you come with, if it's yep. not stroking their needs, yeah, you've got to find a way to do it. And that's what good guides yes. and good businesses do, yep. not just throw information at you go, this is it. Yeah. And the ability to be able to pick up on somebody's needs yeah. um, and the ability to give a more well-rounded bit of information rather than having learned a script. 
Um, and you don't get that from copying. Yeah. You that, have to live that experience. You have to yeah, live it yeah. and experience And you have it. to learn. You have yeah. to keep learning. Exactly. Uh, all of us keep learning. All of us keep um, learning information uh, about techniques when it comes to paranormal investigating. Um, or just the way to engage people. Just the way to engage people. How much of our work is about just working with the public? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a oh, lot. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot. Um, yeah. So, and, and that is in private private investigations and public investigations. And those needs are different as well. And if you use... Every if single you, person. If you, if you use the stuff, the skills that you're using for the general public on a group that is very specifically there for ghost hunting... Mm-hmm. It's not going to th- work. It doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't work. So you can't just copy mm. to answer that person's question. Yeah. Because it won't work. It will work... In the in the like in the small time in the meantime, but you're not going to get that kind of repeat business, yeah. that kind of reputation if all you're doing is doing the same script as you said yeah. over and over again. Yeah, and uh, people will tend to come once and not come again. Yeah, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> and look, there is a a, a copying to um, a way of copying that's. That we all do in that just very, very simply, for example, um, recently in the last few months, there was a gadget that came out called a tripwire. And we never (laughs) saw it anywhere. Anne's favourite. Yeah, we never saw it anywhere. Never saw it anywhere. And then all of a sudden, everyone's got got a a tripwire. (laughs) You know, if um, a new app comes up on um, your mobile phone, everyone starts to to use it. What about the Netflix show that was on? Thirty days in, or thirty days haunted, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Ads, EMF meters, and stuff, and what, what REM pods went off. So the many REM pods. Yep. Saw a REM pod on TV. Every room had your house have to have a REM pod now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like yeah. Like, oh, people see it and go, oh, that's it. That's what's going to make it work for me. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't always. It doesn't always because so you can't you've st- just always coffee. No, you've <laughs> you've still got to know how to use these things, and you've still got and to how have to that. use it to help you in yes. particular. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> good very, question. Very interesting. Yes. <laughs> very good question. Yes, that started yeah. um, quite a bit of uh, dialogue. 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 Mm. All right, we're going to go to um, a break now. Uh, so we'll have two songs and uh, then we, wish, we shall be back. Wish, wish, wish. We shall be back with some more stories. I've got a story about a little bit of a scandal going on scandal. in England. Oh, and we've, we might have to take a trip to the creepy corner as well. Yes, the creepy corner. We're very busy. And I think we've got a vampire story oh, Ed's, as well. Ed's given the goods, oh, so be ready. Oh, and... We're coming after your girlfriend, I'm telling you that. Get your garlic ready, Ed. All right, so go and grab a cuppa or maybe something a little bit stronger. Have a whittle. And be back here very, very shortly. Or just stay and listen to the good music. Have a dance. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Oh, welcome back. With your hosts for this evening, Cousin Steve. And you know who you are this time? I know. It's me, Renata. I'm back. (laughs) She's come through the mists of time. I'm back in my own soul. Thank you very much. I've time travelled and I am back. She's back from the 1980s. No, that was just Dubbo. (laughs) 
Though the nineties oh. these days, they've, they've, oh, we were looking at up. some some um, cakes here. We we as we oh, do. Well, yeah. we should tell the people that when we do the Dubbo trip, or any time we go rural, we like to go rural every now and then. <laughs> rural. rural. We always have to go into the bakeries and yes. spot what's going on. Like, because yeah. sometimes you find real, like a square pie or something. You oh, know? there were square pies. Square pies. Yeah, like, where we were. Yes. Mock cream. We get excited. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. what did you discover at Merriwa? Uh, uh, I discovered. Merriwa. <laughs> Merriwa. I'm breaking up. Oh, God. Oh, uh, now I'm going to throw some of you back. To like the last thirty years, Oof, and <laughs> nearly, nearly forty for some of us, <laughs> nearly forty. And you'd go in and you would have the ice cream cones, <gasps> the cheap ones, yes. the ice cream cones, and um, they would have made up from all the egg whites left over the meringue, right? That they would put on top. Mm. So instead of ice cream, yes. that costs more money, the meringue, yes. and then they'd put um, Smarties and things in for the eyes. If you're lucky, some sprinkles for hair. Oh, yes. So well, it'd be dry and clammy at the same time. <laughs> it's a great mouthfeel. It's like chewing on an old um, so, typewriter reel. So <laughs> in, in those times when you thought you would never see that again, I think that's gorgeous. That's I love. What we I love saw. Australia. They say Australia has no culture. It. <laughs> I mean, come on. It does. It does. Custard tarts, fairy bread. Oh no! Right, Lamington. Ice cream. Oh, Lamington. Stop. I love a that's, Lambo. That's iconic. Oh, it is iconic. Mm. Oh, and iconic. there were real proper cream buns at the bakery. Oh, I, I, I was going to buy them for you, but I thought no. I'm not really. Bi- I'm not really a big cream bun person. Do you know what really disturbs me though? I had this conversation with someone. I don't, I don't do a finger bun. <laughs> you don't? No. I do because it just looks like bread rolls with icing on it. Now that's okay, poverty. Guys, okay. That's poverty. <laughs> Have this okay, old bread guys. roll with some pink icing, <laughs> conchineal icing on it. Dead bugs and old bread rolls. Thank you. No, I don't think so. I know we're talking about the afterlife here, but not the food afterlife. Jeez. Let us know. Let us know whether you have. Okay, what's the vote? Finger buns with butter or finger buns without <laughs> Butter. Finger buns with butter or finger buns without butter? Or finger buns not at all. Zero four nine zero eight four triple Now, come on. You let us know. Spooky Sundays has turned into a baked good show. <laughs> That's okay. It normally we're does when we, when we do travel. When we're we go rural. We're, we're obsessing. Annie's in here. My ADHD is gone. And I've said silly Second things. Second level. So she, she gets wheezy. It's yes. all good. We enjoy okay. it. All right, so should we take a trip to the creepy corner? Oh yes, we that's why we're here. We're here. Absolutely, you know, what we're here for. So yes, yes. creepy corner, creepy corner, back in session. Mm-hmm. Pull it up. Welcome. We're going to dig up the dirt on everything that's paranormal in the pop culture world. Oh, I thought there was something wrong with the microphone. Stroke it out a little bit. Huh? I was just doing dramatic pauses oh, and okay. stepping away from my right. peas, okay. so it didn't pop. Um, we're going a little bit highbrow. Mm-hmm. Highbrow to go lowbrow. Mm-hmm. So this week um, there is news, 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 mm-hmm. and premieres of some uh, TV shows yes. and movies that yeah. are based on very, very, very famous mm-hmm. uh, works of literature. Okay, yes. Now, you're going to know the first one because I know you. There is a movie that has just hit the cinemas. 
The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh. Do you know about this one? No, I don't. <laughs> Last Voyage of the Demeter is actually based... Oh, well, it's going to give it away. Going to give it away because in Australia it's called Dracula. Yep. The Voyage of the Demeter. Mm-hmm. So this movie is based solely on Chapter 7 of Dracula. How he travels over the ocean. Correct. In his crypt. In his crypt. Oh, yes. So the nice. tra- I saw the trailer the other day when I went and saw the Australian movie Talk to Me, which mm-hmm. was pretty good, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you get to chance to get to the cinemas, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, sometime. But um, it, it, yeah, it, it kind of elaborates on that journey of being trapped on the ship with a vampire. It, no, and being able to not being able to escape, and you know, death, death oh visits the Demeter, gosh. and it looks very, very intense. How scary! So, um, a captain's the captain's log is the chapter in Dracula, mm-hmm. and it's another reimagining now, and interesting that we are now finding different ways to reinterpret the source material mm-hmm. that has been around since. 1897. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, we had Renfield come out as well. Yes. Did, you, did you see that one? So it was no, a com- it's oh, a modern day comedy version, yes. a comedy thing with Nicolas Cage plays yes. Dracula. Yes. And Renfield goes to a support group for abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's all about all about that. So we are finding ways to bring new life to these mm-hmm. texts, which I think is super interesting. I really want to see this movie. It hasn't done really well at the box office, which is. Which is sad, but I think it's a hard sell for um, for some people. Mm-hmm. It's not modern and fresh and, you know, mm-hmm. this is the oldy, Englishy kind of horror. More reminiscent, I guess, of Hammer. Mm-hmm. Remember the good old days of Hammer horror? Yes. And the vampire movies. Yes. Good stuff. But Halloween has also been saved yes. by Mr. Mike Flanagan with his last project for netflix now mike flanagan is a is a hero (laughs) is a hero to the world of horror because he is the man behind the hits for netflix stranger things no 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 no, 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 no. think ghosts think ghosts the haunting of hill house ah yes yes haunting of bly manor yes the midnight club Mm mm-hmm all that he is bringing to life now, and we have a premiere date because this is his final Netflix project before he moves on to, I think, Amazon Prime. The adaption of The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh. Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. What now, can he do to this? The Fall of the House of Usher is ultimately a short story about a man who goes to visit his ailing friend and his sister and notices the sicker they get, the more the house degrades, etc., etc. But with this, they're using it as a basis to tell a few different Edgar Allan Poe stories, basing it in that house. So the tagline is Nevermore, the the fall of the house usher. So that's Mm -hmm. the Raven. Mm -hmm. Apparently the Telltale Heart's going to get a reference and all this kind of stuff. So if you are a fan of Edgar Allan Poe creepiness, this will be debuting October the 12th. (gasps) That's my birthday! Renata, do you know what else is happening on October the 12th? What is being released? And we're going to talk about it probably next week. What? A sequel that was been many decades in the making. There have been sequels, but this one's a direct one. Oh, you got to keep us. And we're going 
we're going back to the roots of horror. Some have called it the scariest movie of all time. Oh, The Exorcist. The Exorcist yes. Believer comes out the same day. Oh, so my goodness. A lot of people have been concerned that there's not a lot of, especially the writer's strike mm-hmm. and actor's strike going on, there's not a lot of scares mm-hmm. due for October. But The Exorcist oh. Believer and Fall of the House of Usher both come out on the same day. Wow. So if you ha- have you seen any of the Mike Flanagan stuff yes. on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Really, I cannot yeah. speak... Highly enough of yeah. the stuff that he has done, especially uh, Hill House and Bly Manor, the mm-hmm. way that they interpret grief and loss and mm-hmm. the things that love will do to people. He uses the framework of horror and these established stories like The Haunting and A Turn of the Screw in a way to really reinvigorate it, but also use use it to translate to today's audience. And if you like good horror, smart horror, and stuff that makes you think and stuff, you'll find yourself crying. I I cried multiple times with those ones Mm -hmm. because it's touching and Mm -hmm. you go, oh, I feel I can find myself in this. Mm -hmm. That's what good horror does, I think. It takes you from the nebulous and it puts it right in in your backyard. So... Check it out, people. Fall of the House Usher, October 12th, and Dracula, The Last Voyage of Demeter, is in cinemas now. Yeah, so sometimes, as you said, real horror, real terror is in loss and grief. And how and we deal pain with that. And how we deal with it, rather than this jump scares. It's not all about slashes and you no. know, serial killers in the woods. It's about A that lot of the horror is pain. what. And yeah, and how that will change you and what that does to you and Mm -hmm. how you survive it because Mm. horror itself is a cathartic experience. That's why people watch a horror movie. You think, I can get through it. I got through it. I survived something. And we all get we all get to the end of a good horror movie and go, exhale. I could I've 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 been through that experience. It's something that helps people. So yeah, this is some good stuff coming up. So make sure that you check it out. If you have a favorite Mike Flanagan show or a show that you think we should check out, please text in and let us know. Or if you saw Dracula last the last voyage of the Demeter, let me know because I want to see it, but probably gonna have to go by herself as Mm. per usual. (laughs) Mm. Okay. Well we will be back shortly. We're going to um take a break with a song and we'll be back soon. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And just before I start my story, Steve, I just want to say that um, finger buns with butter win outright. Oh, why don't you just put some mayonnaise on it? No. Yuck. No. And do not even think about margarine. No. Don't, no. don't even think about it. No. Marge can go jump. No, no. But finger buns with butter. Okay, anyway. There we go. Oh, if you're having problems with what a finger bun is, if you're <laughs> yeah, listening from anywhere the else Netherlands, around the world, what the no, they I would not know what a finger bun was. No. Um, I'll have to post a picture up on your the best. Facebook page. Your best do that. Yeah, just to explain. Mm. Explain ourselves. It's, it's a delight. <laughs> it really is. Now, I have a bit of a story that's causing a bit of a stir overseas. This has just happened. I saw, I've seen this pottering around the internet. Yes, there's a lot of talk because there seems to be an issue with the people that have bought the place. Oh. <gasps> 
Oh, wow. All right, so let me let me go to the story. Uh, when Britain's wonkiest pub was sold at the end of last month, it made national news, with many locals upset that the Crooked House was due to close its doors for good after 192 years of trading. Now, the Crooked House itself is, or was, was an amazing building. It was crooked. It yes. really was. And it was trading for 192 years. That's amazing. It was one of the places that I really wanted to actually go and see when we were um, overseas last time. It was just a little bit too far out of the way. And now? And now forever gone. Forever gone. So within a fortnight, there was a twist in the tale that saw the pub gutted by fire and then demolished without permission two days later. Now, the buyers of the pub, Adam Taylor and his glamorous wife, Carly. Oh, Carly. (laughs) That's such glamorous Carly found themselves at the centre of an extraordinary storm about the circumstances of the pub's demise, involving a bulldozer, an access row, and a missing grandfather clock. (gasps) The plot thickens. Police and fire officers moved on the site in Himley, Staffordshire, yesterday afternoon with forensic officers and dogs as more than 9,000 people joined a Facebook page calling for the pub to be rebuilt. Now, this was after the fire. Now, they put up photographs um, of the building burning. They put up photographs of what was left and uh, people were taking souvenir bricks. Of course they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, locals held a vigil amid the rubble as the council slammed the demolition of the burnt-out pub and police who were treating the blaze as arson said they will be questioning the new owners. So, of course, you've got people coming in on the site um, and picking things up, uh, moving stuff. Uh, how are you going to get evidence? It's not no, possible. It's not possible at all. Yeah. Not That's possible. part of the problem with human nature is that everyone wants, everyone has to be a part of things like this, mm-hmm. and you're taking evidence and you know literally the cornerstones of, of the place yeah. that you want to rebuild. Yep. you can't rebuild it if it's in the lounge room. No. One local said it's a real who done it, and everyone has their own theories. Built in 1765. 1765, as a farmhouse, the Crooked House became a pub in the 19th century and got its name after subsidence from mining caused its distinctive 16-degree tilt. It attracted visitors from around the world who would test out an optical illusion which made uh, objects appear to roll uphill along the bar. (laughs) But in July, the iconic building was put uh, put on sale by Marston's Brewery and bought by ATE Farms Limited, a company controlled by Carly Taylor. The 34-year-old former hairdresser and nail technician and her husband, Adam, her sugar daddy, 44, are current <laughs> and former directors of 18 companies which are mainly involved in waste management and property development. Ah, uh, there's you. Now, Mr. Taylor is a former director of Himley Environmental who owns a landfill site next to the pub. Rumours abound that there had been a dispute about the landfill site having to share an access lane with the pub. Jet setter Carly and her husband finalised the pub sale with Marston's Brewery just two weeks ago. It had been listed for £675,000, although the final sale price was undisclosed. 
the ink was barely dry on the contract when the blaze started on Saturday night, within hours of locals becoming aware of a party with loud music at the pub. Firefighters were hampered in their efforts to save the building by a mound of earth on the rural access road. Mm, let's go back a couple of paragraphs. Fishy, fishy. Yeah. So who dumped that in the middle of the road, stopping the firefighters from getting exactly. there? Officers said they had to park a third of the way up the mile-long lane leading to the Crooked House and roll out 40 lengths of fire hose because of the obstruction. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Chris Green, a watch commander at the local Tipton Fire Station, said the lads had to work hard because there were mounds of dirt that had been put in the road blocking the lane. They could have been put there as a security measure. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Two days later on Monday, locals said security guards took up position outside the pub with vans of dogs. Within hours, a bulldozer was filmed was filmed tearing down the building with no safety barriers in place. It was known it was not known who the digger belongs to. Meanwhile the tailors have refused to comment on the funeral. Planning officials from South Staffordshire Council had insisted the pub must not be demolished following the fire and its lawyers are now looking into potential breaches of the nineteen ninety town and country planning act. Council leader Roger Lee said planning officials had visited the burnt-out pub on Monday and it was agreed that just three parts of the first floor would be pulled down um, to avoid the weak parts of the structure from falling. At no point did the council agree to the demolition of the whole structure, nor was it deemed necessary. So if you look at photos, you'll still see that there are parts of that pub still standing. Salvageable. When you're talking about a building that was built in the 1700s. It shouldn't be standing. (laughs) The council finds the matter in which the situation was managed following the fire completely unacceptable. The tailors live in a gated compound between Hinckley and Lutterworth in Leicestershire and pictures of Carly on social media show her flying first class at the wheel of expensive cars, including a Bentley, and posing outside the seven-star Burj al-Arab Hotel in Dubai and the Eiffel Tower in Paris. One of her relatives told the newspaper website, I think she thinks she is better than everyone else since she married into money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she seems to go here, there and everywhere, judging by her Facebook. Oh, you don't like her, do you? No. <laughs> Yesterday, another couple on Facebook with the same names as the tailors put up a post denying they're involved with the pub. It has now emerged that architectural heritage charity, the Georgian Group, have asked English Heritage to give the pub protected status. Well, if granted, too too late, yeah, right? If granted, it would have prevented any building work being carried out without permission from uh, the local council. It's really interesting that some of these places can, like, you can't even move a brick without right. fifteen bits of legal paper, and then all of a sudden, a bulldozer comes and you know. Quickly, quickly, quickly remove something to overnight. Get through, yeah, yeah. Get find that loophole and yeah. Get amongst it. So locals say nobody around here can really believe the Crooked House has gone so soon after being sold. There's a mixture of emotions, disbelief, shock, now anger, and the feeling that someone needs to be held accountable for it being burnt to the ground and then bulldozed. Now, remember I, I mentioned a clock 
yeah, yeah the grandfather there was a, clock. A clock. There was a grandfather clock in the ha- in the building that was um, heritage. Mm. Strangely enough, it disappeared the uh, night before the fire. The fire. <laughs> It was no longer there. It grew wings and it How interesting. I wonder whose house that ended up with. St. Carlos. Mm. So, yes, um, people have been going around and picking up um, keepsake bricks um, because that's the last thing that they can do. It was something that um, the community loved as a place that brought in tourists and as a drinking hole because we know over in England your local pub, pub. is... is Part of the family. It is. That's yeah. where you go to meet everyone. That's where you go and have tea. Your kids are raised in it. <laughs> you know, you can bring your dogs in there. It's it's such an amazingly intimate place um, when it comes to the connection with community. Yeah. Um, so yes, they will want to have a piece of it, um, and I guess we shall see. We'll keep an eye and see if we find out any more information. It's just sad that people can't. Especially with the historical things. Like we're, we're kind of in the midst of this with Maitland now. Yes. That, you know, how are they going to respect what's there mm-hmm. and add to it? Or mm-hmm. are you going to change it? Or are you going to, like, these buildings have stood the test of time. Yeah. Only for people to come and repurpose them in a way that suits them without really addressing the need of... And, and it can be done well. Like, you can, you can see buildings that... You know, they save they save the facade but change the inside and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And respecting the history, especially something that's that old. Yeah. That old that's well out well, probably has outlived millions of people. Yeah. And it was taken down because of greed. It's it's just sad really. It is. Mm. It is. So we shall go to a song and uh, we will be back with some vampire stories. Oh vampires. <laughs> Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back. All right. So we have a super story. Yes, we have it courtesy of Miss Anne and she's she's sent it forward so she could put her little stamp on tonight's proceedings. Yes. As you do. Comes courtesy of Mysterious Universe, Mr. Brent Swanser. It is the sinister case of the vampire clan murders. Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. The sinister saga begins in the 1990s in the town of Eustace, Florida, where there lived a troubled boy named Rod Farrell. A loner and outcast at school, Rod was a typical goth kid wearing all black, his hair long, and usually clad in an ominous black trench coat, as you do. But his odd veneer hid beneath it a simmering, swirling darkness as well. By all accounts, from a young age, he had been absolutely obsessed with death, as well as horror movies, the occult, satanic imagery, and demons. A troubled boy. And he came to be convinced that he was in fact a 500-year-old vampire by the name of Visago. 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 He would, he would say of his fascination with all of this, my bedroom was an array of the darker side of the occult, such as the Necronomicon, the Satanic Bible. I had upside down crosses. I had broken shards of glass lying about in the corner. I had hooks and metal cables wrapped around 
looking like Hellraiser, I tried to embrace the lifestyle of being a vampire. And being so young, my mind latched onto it so deeply, so tenaciously, that I got lost inside it. Do you go to school? <laughs> Obviously, I'm slap a lot that of out of you. I know, right? <laughs> Rod was also from a young age and unrepentant drug user using marijuana, LSD and cocaine and heroin. Jesus. Gosh. While he was still in his early teens. What? What? This would end up getting him expelled from school in the ninth grade. This coupled with his explosive mood swings and often violent tantrums were among the reasons why his family would up and move off to the town of Murray, Kentucky. But this would far from make things any better. Mm. In Kentucky, Rod fully embraced the lifestyle of drugs, the occult, and Satanism and began gathering to himself an eclectic group of individuals which would get together and perform mysterious arcane rituals and talk about vampires and demons. Indeed, Rod and one of the group, a boy named Howard Scott Anderson, were arrested for cruelty to animals after attacking dogs in an animal shelter and leaving several of them severely injured. They also took to gathering at abandoned and supposedly haunted building, which would come to be known as the Vampire Hotel. And there were, and, and there they would engage in occult rituals such as killing small animals and oh, drinking each other's stop blood. Stop it! Stop it! Calling themselves the Vampire Clan. Oh. Oh. Indeed, whenever a new member arrived. Rod would cut his arm open and force them to drink his blood in a sort of initiation and also burn a small V into their arm. Despite the macabre aspect, the group grew to include around 30 members, with most of them seeming to have believed that they were vampires. Satanic panic, mate, in the 1990s. Mm. It was all around. Uh, things took a turn for even more sinister turn, sorry, when one of Rod's childhood friends, a girl named Heather Wendorf, began to express an interest in running away from home to join the vampire clan. Rod, of course, openly encouraged this and even got together some of his clan to drive to Florida to pick her up and bring her back to Kentucky. He gathered up his right-hand man, Howard Scott Anderson, and two other girls from his group named Charity Kessie and Dana Cooper. They all hit the road, a bunch of Satan-worshipping vampires flying through the night with dark thoughts in their mind although it's uncertain if any of them knew of the tragic and horrific turn of events it would all take. Mm. On the cold evening of November 26, 1996, Rod arrived to to the home of Heather's parents, Naomi Ruth Queen and Richard Wendorf, and upon entering the home through the unlocked garage, Rod was quick to grab a crowbar just in case things went south. As they made their way through the house, Rod caught a glimpse of Mr. Wendorf asleep on the sofa and was overcome by a powerful, uncontrollable compulsion that he had to die. To this end, he took that crowbar and brought it down several times upon the sleeping man's skull, killing him. Moments later, Ruth Wendorf would wander into the living room after just taking a shower and before she even had time to scream at the sight of her husband's lifeless form sprawled over the couch, the crowbar lashed out at her as well, crushing her skull and killing her too. Rod would later chillingly state, I really have no idea where the notion came from, but Scott and I decided to kill them. So that's what we did. 
in a childish manner, Scott Knight ambitiously, uh, yes, ambitiously danced around his body before he was dead. I was in a maelstrom of my own madness. They're big words for someone they who are, left school I early. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Reading a lot of vampire books, obviously. Mm. The group went off into the night once again, stealing a shotgun on their way. Their next stop on the road to hell being Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on their way to New Orleans. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was in Baton Rouge that the vampire clan members would be captured by police after being tricked by Charity's parents when she called asking for money. See, kids mm. will be kids. Throughout it all, Rod Farrell was totally unrepentant, freely admitting to the killings, even bragging about them, as well as warning authorities that he was... A power vampire with vast powers. The trial became a media circus at the time. The allure of the bre- his brand of a cult, satanic miscreants and the vampire ways provided to be irresistible. At the trial, Rod would, make, would take full responsibility for the murder, saying it was he and Scott who had been behind it all and that Charity and Dana had not even been in the house at the time. He also claimed that they had never meant to kill Ruth Wendorf, but they had no choice when she had thrown hot coffee at them which wasn't mentioned originally. During the proceedings, even Heather Wendorf was implicated in one of the murders of her own parents, but would be cleared when it was found she had not had the slightest idea that her clan had planned to kill them. In the end, Rod Farrell was sentenced to death at a mere 16 years old, becoming the youngest person in US history to get the death sentence, but this would later be commuted to life in prison. Charity and Dana were sentenced to prison time for third-degree murder, and Anderson was sentenced to life, which, for a vampire, would be a pretty long time. It could have been. <laughs> The horrific crime and bizarre circumstances surrounding it have since been made into a 2002 horror movie called The Vampire Clan, and it has remained a rather strange act of violence with a colourful cast of characters. Was this all the doing of a bunch of disillusioned teenagers who had watched too many horror films and played too many games? Did they even believe the stuff about Satanism and vampires? Or was it indicative of something more sinister lurking deep down in their souls from the beginning? Whatever the case may be, it is fantastic, fascinating and rather sobering to look upon the world of people who become untethered from reality and become what they want to be. Perhaps what we have always feared. Mm-hmm. The dark side of the all of darkness. us. Well, and, and just a reason. Like, you know, that's just a motive. Mm. That darkness is in people. Mm-hmm. It's evident, evident, but you're not a vampire, bro. No. You're just sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very unwell. But they could still find people that were willing to follow of them. We, so, we find you find that time and time again, Jim yeah. Jones. Yeah. yeah. All like all, all, every all, every cult leader, you know, they have yeah. even some uh, you know more acceptable ones, even evangelical Christians. Mm. That these people have this magnetism, yes. and people that are missing something in their lives get drawn in. Yeah. Tammy Baker and I. Tammy Faye. Oh, Tammy. Tammy Faye. Charles Manson. There's not really that much of a difference. (laughs) Everyone just wants to be famous. All right. We're going to go to a song and be back for our final segment. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. 
Don, we've come to the end of tonight's show. Just a little bit more time left to talk about things and all the things that we're doing. Um, And as we mentioned before, um, tours and events at Maitland Jail are now ramping up between now and Christmas. Oh, are they? What? Oh, if we're there every weekend. Uh, (laughs) If you have a group um, or friends or a family or a... uh, Christmas party. Christmas party. Something building. very different <laughs> that you want to do, contact the guys at Maitland Jail and they will be able to help you, especially with the Christmas parties because Christmas packages are now being done as Ooh, we speak. They're wrapping them as we and, speak. And um, there is a variety of different things that um, you might be interested in for ending your year. Um, but yes, our... In a spooky way. Mm, in a very spooky Ooh. way. Our tours are um, really... Really, really going ballistic. There's, uh, and there's <coughs> exciting stuff happening next yeah. year as well. So. Oh, yes. And um, the residence, of course, uh, <gasps> is being put on as many times as possible because we are so close now to losing the building oh. um, before it goes in on renovation. So um, they would like us to be able to um, use it and have it open to the general public as much as possible. We are doing a sleepover. Yes. Oh, can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> that is fully booked. But um, there will be other things coming up. Um, so check out Maitland Jail and check out what we, uh, Newcastle Ghost Tours um, and Frightfully Good Events, are doing at the jail between now and Christmas because we're going to be there a lot. Yeah, might as well get an annex and put it outside. Absolutely. Get a caravan. Beautiful. <laughs> caravan. Caravan Car- of love. Caravan of creepiness. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, we do have other tours, obviously, that are still going as well. So we're going to Grosman House very, very Yay. shortly um, in Maitland, uh, where we will be investigating Grosman and Bruff Houses. And a very different, very different energy. And Absolutely. So different. Yes. So different. It's a good thing about all of the locations mm. that Newcastle Ghost Tours do. It's not the same stuff. No, nowhere. Everything is very different. Yeah, we still have a few tickets for Gloucester. Uh, And if you're interested in what we do at Gloucester, we actually go to the local museum there, which is just filled with artefacts. Yes. Uh, And then we head out into the forest forest, to where the old um, Mountain Maid gold mine used to be. and um, With the fairy whisperer, and Mm. she whispers to the fairy. Yes, our Daniela, who whispers to the fairies out there. And uh, we have a really awesome evening um, out there as well. Very special spot. Mm. Yes. So all of those wonderful things are going on. And uh, in between time, uh, of course, we're still doing podcasts. Our True Hornings podcast is coming back next week. Um, That took a hiatus this week as well. Um, Time off for Anne. And uh, we... I'm sure you've got lots to talk about on Diary of a Ghost Hunter when that returns as well after your adventures. Don't we? Don't we? So Diary of a Ghost Hunter is going to be all about our latest trip um, to Germany and Prague. And, Germany. Um, Germany. Crazy yeah. Germans. Those crazy Germans. <laughs> I can't trust it, oh. Mr. Gas. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we've got some really, really exciting news happening for next year <sighs> as well um, with a special guest. Hopefully, we'll sell enough tickets. Hopefully, he will be coming out to Australia. We are going to be hosting the magnificent one and only Dave Schrader. Um, from That's the Holter Files and uh, Paranormal <laughs> 60. He's going to be bringing out a whole 
troop slew of Americans. Of Americans, and we're going to be showing him our neck in, of the woods. In March, isn't it? Yep. Our How neck are of the, the woods. Americans going to handle an Australian summer? Well, we ask ourselves. We we thought March was going to be clear enough. <laughs> they they might be able to cope with the heat in March. We'll see. Any any sooner than that, we thought they'd all melt. We'll see. Mm. Welcome. Down under. Yeah, welcome down under. We've already scared the crap out of them, telling them that everything that's here's going to kill them. Have to hit some drop bears and stuff. Yes, made. It'll yeah. be good times. Oh, absolutely. It's Nothing like scaring the Americans. Mm. It's always fun. It's, it's always, always a fun. good time. It's always fun to spread misinformation. That's right. <laughs> Okay, well, we are going to leave you this wow. evening with some songs. We hope that you have enjoyed the show. Um, and we'll be back next week, but so will Cousin Steve. Yes, I'm with like his a creepy cold corner. You can't get rid of him. I know. No I know. matter how much stuff spread on that night. Those of Irax is enough. <laughs> I shall return. Oh, it's it's just one of those things that yeah. It's just Josh. Yeah, just one Josh. of those things. <laughs> oh, I I think we shall leave it. With we that. shall we shall yeah. leave it. At so that. we are leaving you with Pharrell, <gasps> Farrell, Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell. Williams and yeah, just be happy, just people. Just be happy. Remember, we're going to see you on the dark side because that's where we live. Yes. Yeah. Don't but be a dickhead. Just don't be a dickhead. Don't be a don't. dickhead. Just be happy. Just be happy. Right. Bye. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.